You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. that song about the Lord and his grace and his kindness. Would you take your Bibles now to the book of Colossians? We've been in a series about letting God build your life. And uh, having been 
uh, in the middle of this COVID life. I don't spend a lot of time talking about it, but it's the elephant in the room in our culture right now about how uh, the, um, the fear and the distress um, many businesses, many, many, uh, uh, there's just been a full change and a pruning of this globe. But it's been sad to me uh, to have watched many Christians quit on God. And uh, it's not the same when, when you watch your phone instead of come to the church service. It's not the same. I, I understand we have people maybe in the hospital or some folks overseas because they're in the military that uh, that's the best they can do. But if the best that you can do is to get yourself out of your sweatpants and drive and get to church, you need to do your best for God. And uh, we, we ought not be fearful. We ought not live uh, frustrated. God has commanded his spirit for those who have Christ in us, which is the grace of the gospel of the Lord Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. Um, as a Christian, that's Christ-like. And he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. The local church is a called away from the world. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to sound different. It's supposed to look different. We're supposed to have the topic of God, not the topic of self. And it's not about me, it's not about you, it's, about, it's not about our feelings. Well, I really like the music. Don't go to a place because you like the music. That, that is anti your understanding of God's word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God is through the preaching of his truth. And yet it becomes uh, about feelings and about different things. And listen, we've got to be strong Christians in this day. We, we, we've got to be Christians that can handle some, some tough phone calls. If a tough phone call came to you, how's your faith right now? How, how, how is your walk with God? Uh, are, are, how, how's your, your reading and your tenacity about staying with God? Look, if you will, at Colossians chapter 4. So glad that you're here. Thank you for coming. Let's all stand together now, and we're talking about building our life verse by verse through the book of Colossians in the New Testament. If you're visiting with us, maybe you don't have a Bible, there should be one under your seat. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 1, just continuing here now, he says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal. That is a clear depiction of how God is the authority in our life. I find it silly and embarrassing that now our culture is calling the master bedroom the, uh, the, the principal room. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to buy a house and call it the principal. I spent too much time in the principal's room. <laughs> it's just this, this weird world we live in. And you know, I expect it out of people who don't have Jesus in their heart, but I don't expect Christians to fall into the trap of culture. Listen, we've got to know whom I have believed in and am persuaded. We've got to know God. David said, my soul followeth hard after thee. And it says, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Look at verse number two, continue in prayer. And watch in the same with thanksgiving. When we pray, I'm not a master of praying. But I'm going to tell you, I'm still a student. 
when we pray, we must not leave out being thankful. Let's take a moment and pray, and this will be a short message. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for allowing us to have a church service, and you've built and created this ministry. And Lord, we've, you've been so gracious to us. You've, been, um, uh, you've offered your hand of blessing. You have given us your face of kindness and long-suffering. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for uh, not giving up on us. Thank you for still being tender and gentle towards us as we, we just, as a child, are continuing to grow in, in your spirit and your word. And we ask that you would teach us to pray and uh, what you would have from us. I pray, Lord, that the words wouldn't fall to the ground this morning. We want to give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Uh, we want to lift you high up and we want to say thank you for being the God in our life. Thank you for being our authority. I pray that you would uh, give us the grace, give us the faith that you would build that upon us today. And we know that we can't have any of those things without your truth. Would we open our heart to surrender and that we would have a submitted spirit to you, Lord? Would you uh, make us to be strong, victorious Christians, not by our own selves, but by the grace of God? And we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can have a seat. Look at verse number two again, continue in prayer. Uh, it's been said among pastors that often the lightest attendance of service is the prayer meeting because you have to force the flesh to come to something that doesn't feel good. And, uh, you know, I love our prayer meetings here at church and different times that we uh, have those and things like that. But I'm going to tell you right now, we don't do it enough. And God himself, through the person of Jesus Christ, said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Remember when he turned the table over and that wasn't a fleshly anger like we have. That was a truthful anger in that God says he's angry with the wicked every day. And so here he turns the tables over and he says, listen, my house is to be called the house of prayer, the place of prayer. And he says, watching the same. We're supposed to be praying, watching, and being thankful. That's what this text says. We're to pray. God designed prayer uh, is communication with God from the heart of man to the heart of God. And uh, we don't go through a pastor or a priest or some religious, uh, you know, position or relic or something like that. You don't have to wear a certain kind of, of outfit or, you know, pray a certain kind of, of statement. Jesus gave us the illustration of prayer, but we're not to have vain repetition in prayer in that Jesus is our friend, he said. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Verse number 14 goes on to say that Jesus reached over and he said, ye are my friends. And here so we recognize the fact that there's an illustration in prayer, but prayer is a friend with God. It is from the heart of man to the heart of God. But yet in that prayer, it's not just asking for a bunch of stuff, though we're allowed to based off of context that we can bring our cares to the, and, and worries and uh, uh, suggestions and needs and even wants to the Lord. But prayer is also watching. Uh, the Bible says, forsaking not the assembly of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, so much the more, he says, as he sees the day approaching. We're not supposed to have less and less church services. We're supposed to have more and more church services. 
as we see the day approaching. Wow, things are getting bad in Israel. Things are getting bad in Afghanistan. Things are getting bad in, you know, and we start labeling uh, all these different things. Yeah, but as so much the more the day is approaching of Jesus Christ coming to capture his bride, which is those who've received the gospel of Jesus Christ in their heart, having done nothing for him, he's done everything for us. For I'm not willing that any should perish, he says, but that all should come to repentance. As we are preparing to see Jesus, we're in church not just church that has the band and the lights and the smoke and the hip-hop and it's all about a cute little uh, advice for us. No, but rather the preaching of God's word with a compassionate heart, but all of us receiving the engrafted word so we can become more Christ-like every service. If our life isn't changing every service, then we're either in the wrong church or I have the wrong heart towards God. And God tells us here in verse number two that we're to watch. How do we watch? Not live streaming. I'm not against live streaming, okay? We have live streaming. We've got military and different things. There's a place for certain things. But God wrote this before any of that technology. What happens if everything went down now? We're still having church. We've got the word of God. But we're supposed to watch. Watch what? Watch the signs of the times. Watch yourself. Watch to make sure that in my heart isn't getting hard towards God and I care more about my finances and collecting all of my acorns in the tree for the someday that I lose my heart for God and trusting and honoring Him. We're supposed to watch, not the world. We're supposed to watch, not TV and Netflix. Nothing wrong with TV. I get all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not anti those things. But it's kind of like nine and a half out of 10 is pretty trash. So it just it depends on you how much you want to wean through the trash to have a deli sandwich. I made it, but I put it in the, in the dumpster. Oh. You know, I'm sure it's good food, but what do I got to get through and get to it? And so we, we, we watch. We watch what? In prayer, we watch the heart of God. We, we, we learn the heart of God with thanksgiving. One of the toughest things to do. One of the toughest things to do. And I've, I've not gone through hard things like other people have gone through hard things, but I've had some hard things in my life. One of the hardest things to do is to be thankful when something's not favoring you in prayer. When you're asking God, expecting, but when, when it's not favoring uh, your, your desire, we, we now have a choice to surrender and accept the truth that God does all things well. Or we can get hard-hearted, angry, frustrated. Well, this Christianity thing's just not for me. Well, I don't know, I'll just go try another church that gives me what I'm looking for. Why do we look for a church for the things that we're looking for instead of surrendering our heart and saying, God, what do you want from me? When's the last time you've been thankful in prayer? When's the last time in prayer you've watched your heart and you've watched the heart of God? And when you're watching the heart of God, and I'm not saying that I'm getting a good grade in this, I'm just telling you, this is what this says, and we work towards it. When we're watching the heart of God, 
I'm watching what he has done for my sin and what he still does for my sin. Don't forget, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have nothing to boast in. Paul says, if there's anything I'm going to brag about, it is the grace of Jesus Christ. And in verse number three, with all, praying also for us. We need to be praying for people. A church that prays together stays together. A, a husband and wife that pray together stay together. And it says here that we're praying for us that God would open unto us door of utterance. Uh, would you agree? Opportunity. Uh, favor even. For what? To speak the mystery of God, the meaning the gospel uh, of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. I think it's a good idea that we pray for ourselves. Not stuff necessarily for ourselves, which there's nothing wrong with that, but get to, the, get to the wants and the needs later. He's most likely already covered the needs. Most likely what I'm praying for is just the rest of the stuff I want. But if we pray for ourselves, that the Lord would, didn't he say in, the, in the, the illustration or the example prayer, lead me not into temptation? Didn't he say that? But deliver us from evil? Lord, would you help me not to fall into temptation today? Would you help me not to, to have this, this attraction or this draw to evil? You know, every time we, um, we're, we're centered on self and it's about my feelings, about what I like, that's an, that, that's an evil lean into a temptation to just live a life of pride and for everybody to live their life towards me. God says, would you just surrender that? And in order to do that, you just need to surrender you. When's the last time you surrendered you to God? What about me? When's the last time you gave God you? Say, I've never thought of it. Well, think about it right now. Oh, I remember when I was eight years old, there was a revival that, okay, but our best days shouldn't be behind us. Our best days ought to be right now in church at this very moment. Saying, Lord, you've been good to me. Lord, I know I, 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 I don't, had it my way that, that you would this and this and this for me and toward me. But Lord, would you help me to submit by your spirit? Would you make me to understand and to submit that you know best in my life? And would you help me, Lord, to be accepted to your answers and your truth instead of getting hard-hearted, angry, and bitter towards God? And there's a lot of Christians like that right now. Yeah, I just didn't know I'd lose my business through COVID. What gives, God? I understand business. They had a few of them. But I'm going to tell you this. There's no softer pillow than that of a clear conscience before God. Lord, I'm sorry for my attitude. Lord, I'm sorry, I, 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 shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have had that. I just, my, my spirit was just twisted up towards you because I didn't trust you. And you know what surrendering our hearts to God is? That you just decide to take the control off of you and let God have it for you. He knows how to run your life better than you and I do. Uh, listen, he wouldn't have racked the credit cards up, okay? He wouldn't have bought that or, you know, married that person off of a whim or, I mean, listen, he does know what he's doing in your life. 
and this is how much he loves us, he'll take the broken pieces that we tend to only offer him and he'll still put time into it and he'll fix it. It just depends on the level of surrender that you have towards that. By the way, stop thinking God wants anything from you. He has no needs. He doesn't want your purse. He doesn't want your wallet. He doesn't want your talent. He doesn't want your car. He doesn't want anything from you. By the way, if I read it just right, he gave it to you. Why are, why are we so defensive from God like he's going to ruin everything? For which I am bonds, he says, look at verse number four, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. You know what Paul's saying? Pray God will put some people in our life that we can tell them about Jesus. Praise God gives us a little bit of, of uh, insight on what to say, who to say, what not to say, where to draw back, and where to walk to so that we can give the gospel so that everything we do is a slice correctly towards God and that God would help us not to allow anything to fall to the ground so that the gospel would be advanced. People have tried burning the Bibles. People have burned people. You're not stopping God. The atheists in New York at Christmas time, who needs Christ in Christmas? And they'll spend $25,000 a month on a banner. Those atheists tithe to hate God. And yet Christians who have the grace of God can't get them to cough up hardly anything. It's a heart problem. It's not a manipulation issue. And 25 grand a month, 100 grand a month, I don't care what you want to do, your posters won't stop the grace of God. Verse number five, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, meaning that are not uh, Christians and don't have the grace of God in their life. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. You know, redeeming the time is kind of sensitive. Because I'm looking at the clock right now, I got three minutes and I got to go. Some of you are like, yeah. But we need to be adjusting that clock a little bit, looking at that thing, saying, I'm already in my 50s, I need to do something for God. I'm already in my 40s, got to do something for God. I'm already in my 60s, man. i got to kick it up for God. I'm in my 70s. I'm going to finish this thing strong for God. I'm in my 80s. I preached with Pastor Jack Baskin Amen. on Friday morning. Why they always put me with him, I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably because he's going to fix everything I just said. 90 years old. Been preaching for 70 years. And you know what he got up to say? Oh, man, here we were sitting, Angie and I sitting in the second row, and he talked about his wife, how she died in the middle of the night. He was sitting next to her. He began to cry. He's remarried, but began to cry. And he said, watching that body leave the bedroom. And he began to challenge us pastors to use your time wisely in this life. And he said, that'll come to every person. You need to be ready for the challenges of God. We're already ready for the blessings of God, aren't we? But are you godly enough to handle something hard? Why not? 
for we know not what shall be on the morrow. Life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time, vanishes away. Let's redeem the time. I don't know if maybe you need to send a text, write a letter, humble yourself and apologize to somebody. Why don't you redeem the time and not waste it? David said, Lord, teach me to number my days. Teach me, to, teach me how to redeem my time and what life is about and how to give my heart to God. When's the last time you gave your heart to God? I want to be somebody, and I'm not, but I want to be somebody who gives their heart to God every day. Every service. I want to make sure I'm not getting too off the line. That when, that when something tough comes, I don't blame him for it. I don't get mad about it. It takes me out. You know, listen, we, we don't have time to be arguing with our spouse. We only have time to humble our heart, apologize, and go on. That's what we have time for. We don't have time for arguments in the church, which we don't anyways. I'm thankful for it. We don't have time to, to live our life for three retirements and this, all that, and this great big plan. I'm not going to Florida to play golf. I, love, I, love, I like going to Florida, and I love playing golf. But, but, but when we read the Bible, it's like, no, no, no. Uh, we got to tell somebody about Christ before he comes. We got to stay in church. Listen, Jesus may come on a Sunday. We'll be in church. Or maybe he'll come in the morning when we're reading our Bible. Let's redeem the time. At the end of our life, we'll say, I wish I would have, or I'm so glad I did. Let's be the Christians God's called us to be. And let's let him build our life through prayer, watching from your heart to God's heart. And be thankful. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.